inside the 10. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Waterboy Experience. I am your host, the Waterboy himself, Davis McLemore, and we got a lot to cover this week. We thought we would have a few weeks off, but apparently we don't because somebody forgot the date of the first Formula One race. So we're going to talk about all that. We've also got some NFL news to talk about. I guess I can pitch in a little bit around here. But here to help me pitch in is my good buddy, the CEO and CFO of Nye Productions, the Red Bull chugging son of a gun himself, Mr. Jason Shaddix. Jason, how are you, my man? Well, I wish I could say that I'm doing pretty damn good, but the reality is I fucked up on the calculations, and instead of having two to three weeks of, you know, just pure vacation, nothing to do, we only got one week, and that week that we did get off, I have to take notes for Formula One, so the struggle never ends. The struggle is constant here at Nye Productions. But on the bright side, Formula One testing was this weekend. How was it? Well, Max is going to win the world championship. Again. Again. Let's start from the top, though. Because if we go, like, randomly, we're never going to get this down right. Let's start from the top. The RB20 is a monster on the track. It looks like a monster on the track. Now, there's sandbagging. Sandbagging is when you uh, hide your performance by lowering the engine modes, not running as fast, not pushing all the way, that's sandbagging. All the teams do it during preseason testing. But Red Bull, from what I've been able to gather, they were running on low engine mode, and they were getting pretty damn high on the time charts. Now, time charts don't matter during preseason testing because everybody's doing different stuff. So, for example, a Haas, they were running a lot of long runs. So basically they were filling up the car with as much fuel as possible. And then they were letting them go for as long as possible. And they were checking for tire degradation. How does the aerodynamic affect the car? How does it feel to the drivers? What can we make better? What could we fix? What can we change? It's all that kind of stuff. So Red Bull was doing that. Everybody was doing that. And from what it looked like, Max had the first day of preseason testing. So he was out there from the morning all the way until the afternoon when the testing ended in Bahrain. Now, early in the morning, Max was a little bit iffy. Like, you could tell he wasn't having a lot of confidence in the car. But he went in and they changed the setup and then it was back to business. Like, he was back to 100% and they were pushing that car. He did the most laps, more than anybody else on the grid for that day. And it was just pretty impressive, especially because... When we saw the car, we finally saw the grand reveal of the RB20. Everybody commented on how they've taken a lot of inspirations from the Mercedes of last year, the W14, which it's considered a failure. It was still a successful car because they got a P2 in the constructor standings, but it, overall, it's still a failure. It was 
aerodynamically, it is very draggy. It doesn't give them the speeds they need in the corners. And they were just suffering all year. And they kind of ditched that concept this year. Now this year, the W15 looks completely different. It looks more like a Red Bull. And then Red Bull started to look more like a Mercedes. And a lot of people are saying, well, that's Adrian Newey. He liked the concept. And he's like, okay, okay. I like what Mercedes is doing. They're completely fucking this and this and up and this and that. Like, he's a wind tunnel in his head. Like, he can tell how the air is going to move. And he's just this master of aerodynamics. He can take the best features of the car and apply it to his own team. And since that car debuted, Adrian Newey has been looking at it. And like, obviously, they can't touch it. They can't do anything. But whenever they're out in the grid right before the race, he's looking at it. And he's just jotting down notes, looking at it. He's like, okay, okay, I think I can make this work. And supposedly by Japan, which is going to be the third race of the third or fourth race of the season, apparently Red Bull is going to come out with the zero side pods. Well, that's a rumor. It's not, it's not a hundred percent confirmed, but the way the side pods are going, they keep on getting smaller and smaller. And it looks like the Mercedes W13 where they had no side pods. So a lot of people are saying, okay, this says either one of two things. One, they, Red Bull is very daring. And they think this is going to work. And if this works, Mercedes fucked up majorly. And they just couldn't figure out what was wrong with this car. But Red Bull figured it out and implemented it to their car. Or it could say the current RB19, which is like last year's car, that's the benchmark, okay? And what they're saying is, okay, so if they're not just upgrading the car, but completely changing it, evolving it into its next phase which right now everybody is mostly upgrading their car. They're not evolving, but Red Bull evolved. So now they're saying, okay, so does this mean that Red Bull hit the limit of what they can do with that concept? And because they hit that limit, Adrian Newey said, all right, let's change to the W13, what it was, because that has more potential to be even faster than the concept that I came up with and that everybody's been copying. And that basically means that everybody took two steps ahead and then Red Bull completely took five steps ahead of them. Stepping over the entire grid. Yes, because they were catching up to them at towards the end of the season. Yeah, and I think that's what they're trying to avoid. They don't want that. So now they're trying to, you know, it's great, but, you know, you can always make the car faster. You can make it lighter. You can make it more durable. And I told you this while we were coming to your place. If you look from certain angles, the RB20 kind of looks like Max Verstappen is piloting an X-Wing just because of the big sort of bulges, bulbous inlets behind him. It just looks like the X-Wing engines. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's cool. But at the same time, Adrian Newey could fuck up and completely mess up. And then that car is a drizzling shit. I highly doubt it. I think this car is going to be something. I don't know if it's going to be as quick as the RB19 because the RB19 is was the best Formula One car ever. Yeah. A guy like Adrian Newey, you got to trust him a little bit. You got to admit, uh, we're not that worried because he knows what he's doing. Exactly. Now, somebody you cannot trust with anything. Alpine. Oh, man. So rumors came out. Well, not rumors, but it is being said that the paddock was talking about how Alpine's car 
because they they're one of the teams that also evolved their car but it looks like it was uh they devolved rather than evolved because apparently the car is heavy aerodynamically it is very draggy it is not quick in the corners i've seen some people online saying it looks more like a formula 2 car it does yeah it really does so here's the thing everybody is basically upgrading their car so they they understand the key concepts of their cars even though it's basically a red bull Alpine and Mercedes are sort of in the same hole because they changed their concept, even though it's still somewhat reminiscent of the Red Bull. It's still like it's a completely different car. So now they're having to start from almost from scratch. Like they have to understand the car again, see what works, what doesn't. And it's not just like, okay, let's try this new upgrade to make it even better. No, 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 no. It's like we have to understand this from the ground up. And so does Mercedes, because Mercedes was running a different car, the no side pods, which Red Bull is now like it's it's like they change. Mercedes is now taking the RB concept and they're learning about it. Red Bull is taking the Mercedes concept and they're learning about it. So basically they're swapping. They're trying to extract the best parts of each other's car and use it against each other. Except that Mercedes is the one that gave up that concept. Right. So again, is that was that a huge mistake by Mercedes? And another question why can't the dominant Mercedes figure out what was going on with that car? Time will tell. Time will tell. We'll find out in Japan if it was a good idea or not. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out by Bahrain. If Max is like a second ahead of everybody else. Like he, yeah. But going back to Alpine, it's expected that they're going to start at the very back of the grid. They're not going to be competitive. I think people are saying their only competition is going to be Haas and Kick Sauber. Kick Sauber steak? No, 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 no. Officially, it is now called Kick Sauber. Kick Sauber. Because the whole the whole problem. Was, I think we're just gonna call it Sauber. We're gonna call it Sauber. But during the preseason testing, because like you could see that on F1 Pro TV, they were calling the teams. It was like, okay, this is Kick Sauber now. It's not gonna be steak. It's gonna be Kick Sauber. And it's mostly because they had a problem with steak being a gambling company, and some countries don't allow gambling, such as think Middle Eastern countries. And a few Europeans. So, what are they calling the... Oh, what's their names? Visa, Cash App, Racing Bull. They're only going to be known by their initials. RB. Which even the commentators... What? Even the commentator said, which is now going to mess up with our notes, because when we put RB, that stands for Red Bull. Now we're going to put RB for Visa, Cash App, Torex... McDonald's, Walmart, whatever. Target. Yeah. Whatever it's called. What a mess. Yeah. It's well, how did their car look, though, at least? Was it, was it a well-performing car? Or? Well, it t- here's the thing. And, and they're under a lot of scrutiny, specifically by Zach Brown of McLaren, because what they decided to do is take the Haas route. They're working even more closely with Red Bull. It used to be they'd be more independent. They'd try different things. Now, they didn't work as well as Red Bull's. And now they're taking almost every part that they can from Red Bull and in- incorporating it into their cars. So a lot of the parts that are in the new Visa Cash App, Racing Bulls, whatever the fuck it's called, it's basically the RB19 and maybe a little bit of the RB18 because certain parts you can get like last year's uh, suspension or you could get this year's this and that. But like sometimes it's only two years ago. And it might still work. So that's what they're doing. And Zach Brown has a problem with it. So time will tell. 
I'm definitely going to look out for them, but I'm not going to call them V Carb or Visa Cash Up or RB. They're going to be called Toro Rosso. That's what we're going to call them. We're going to call them Toro Rosso. V Carb Bulls. Bullshit. No, Bad. bullshit. Bullshit. They're the, bull, the racing bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to call them the BS. <laughs> that, that should be their new name, BS. Instead of RB, it's RBS. Yes. Isn't that a, isn't that a, a racing term? No. RBS? No, you're thinking of DRS. DRS, yeah. yeah. Okay. But they, they looked okay. I, I, it's just hard to see what they're capable of. Now, McLaren, though... They look good. They really did. As we expected. They're not going to be at the back like they did last year in Bahrain. I think they're going to be fighting for podiums. Ferrari also looked good. Ferrari was trying to figure out a lot of its issue from last year. Apparently, after the first day of preseason testing, they asked the drivers how they felt in the car. And, he, and uh, I think it was Charles who said, this is night and day. Like, this car feels comfortable. The other one... I was fighting it. I was struggling with it. This one, right from the start, it felt nice. It felt controllable. Doesn't that sound good for Lewis Hamilton? It really does. But then it also sounds bad that Carlos Sainz won't get to drive that car. No, yeah. But, I don't know. He'll he'll find a new spot. Yep. Now, Williams. Oh, boy. The car looked good. But looked good and was good are two whole different things. Now, the car did look like it was fast, but it's Williams has been putting their money in we're going to be fast in certain tracks, which works, but at the same time, Williams is now starting to get bigger and bigger. They need to focus on, all right, we need to be good on all tracks. Overall, we need to be better. And Alex Albon did suffer a fuel pump issue. At the during for uh, the first day of preseason testing, and then Logan Sargent, well, Logan bended. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, we're not even in a real race, and you just you're like, God but does, damn it. does that say anything about the car? Yes, or and is no. that is that something about him? Yes and no. So it, it might say that the car is a little bit tricky to drive, but at the same time. Because there's so many major upgrades to the car during um, the winter break, it's also saying, okay, we're pushing the limits of this car and we're trying to find, okay, this is the limit. This is not the limit. Okay, we could push harder here. We push way too hard there. So it's a 50-50 shot on that. But overall, they, they look decent. They, the, the car looks good, but their performance was decent at best. Now, Aston Martin, they look like they were back to their old ways, and the car looked fast. But can it hold up? That's the question. We said that same thing in, I think, Saudi Arabia when Fernando Alonso was challenging Max for a little bit, and then he got overtaken. But he's like, "We just give us a few races, and we'll be back fighting them. And then I told you, I don't think they might be able to keep this up. And they weren't able to keep it up. In fact... I think towards Austin, they had to revert back to the original spec of the car because the way they were going was not working at all. So again, that comes the question of, all right, are you sure you guys got it this time around? Because everybody else caught up. You were ahead of the pack, but then McLaren did what you guys did and they got fast. 
but they didn't go down. They went up. They kept on going up, and now they're going up. So that's the question. Is Aston Martin able to capitalize on what little thing they gained? Because now they're behind everybody else. Everybody else learned from the Red Bull, the RB19. Meanwhile, they had to revert back to the original spec, and now they have to build upon the original spec and go in a different route. They surprised us last year. We'll see if they can surprise us again this year. All right, and we sort of talked about them a little bit, but we didn't really get deep into them. But um, Haas, like I said, uh, they were doing long runs. They were testing out the car to see what works, what didn't. Honestly, Gene is unable to invest more money into the team. And a lot of fans are calling for them to sell the team. Well, Haas to Gene to sell the team to Andretti. And I think that's right because I don't see Haas being any good or doing anything spectacular or innovating. And actually, and this is very interesting. I don't know if I've told you this, but a Dutch journalist talked to Gunther Steiner about um, him leaving the team. And he did give us a little bit of an insight because Gunther told him that he found a $20 million sponsor. So a sponsor who was willing to pay $20 million. And he asked Gene for a stake in the company, shares in the company. Because he's been there since day one. He's been building that team. He's been running that team. But you know what? Gene didn't like it. So Gunther stepped down. That's crazy. It is. Some people are saying... That doesn't make any sense. Why why would you... You need the money. You're Haas. Yeah. I, I think it's also because he felt that Gunther wasn't getting the most out of the team, out of the team or what the team had. That's what Gene says. And that's what AO, who's the team principal, also said, because he says that a lot of people were bullshitting Gene. And Gunther was like the final man, which also means, doesn't that mean that AO, who was the, uh, some kind of role technical director, I think. Wasn't he also bullshitting Gene then? Yeah. Kind of stooch himself. I mean, he did. But I mean, you said this is a Dutch newspaper? Well, no, no. A Dutch journalist had an interview with Gene, okay. with, not Gene, with uh, Gunther. And then Gunther off the record told him, hey, this is what's going on. You can tell people. I just didn't want to say it directly in the interview. Because right. I, I think he was being interviewed with along somebody else. And he didn't want to make it just about Gene. Well, and the other thing is, this is a this is a Dutch journalist. We know what Dutch journalists have been up to lately. Which takes us to our next bit of news. Apparently, the investigation is concluded, and we should get an answer today or tomorrow, more than likely tomorrow. Just our luck. Did you hear how many pages the report was? Ten pages. I, again, we don't know what the speculations are. We don't know anything. No. So we're apparently they're going to make a decision. The company Red Bull is today or tomorrow. And I think it's going to be tomorrow. So we're going to have to wait to see that. And let's focus on one final team before we go. Well, before we go away from this segment. Sauber. Kick. Steak. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, They were forgettable. You really didn't see much of them. And you really didn't think about them. And I think that's going to describe their season. There. Yeah. Middle of the card doesn't really pass anybody up or anything. Just no there. disappointment. Well, are they really a disappointment or are they meeting expectations? I think they're just mediocre. But that was the Formula One testing thing. Now, I do want to ask you 
who do you think is going to get second place and third place in the coming race of Bahrain? Oh yeah, because we know who first place is going to be. Unless he unless he completely bends it or the engine blows up, you know Max is going to win. I think P1 is going to be Max. I think P2 we're going to see Charles Leclerc. Ooh. I think P3 we'll see Lando Norris. I think it's going to be P2 Oscar Piastri. Oh. P3 Carlos Sainz. You have a lot of faith in your boy Oscar. Well, technically, he's the second man to win a race not named Red Bull or... Well, he's the, he's the second man to win... The a, only other man. To win... No, no, no. Oscar Piastri won a sprint race. He's the race. man that won a... Wait, no, no, no. So, he's the man that won the other... One of the other races. That doesn't matter. He's the only man not in Red Bull to win some kind of a race last year. Or be named Carlos Sainz. Or be named Carlos Sainz, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I thought that was interesting. He's the only non-Red Bull Spaniard person. He's the, no, he's, he's the, okay. Oh, let's just give it hold, up. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> I got it. He is the one person who has never been part of the Red Bull family, either as a junior driver racing in Toro Rosso, racing in Red Bull at the moment, or any of that stuff. Because remember... Carlos used to be a race driver for Toro Rosso. He's the only racer not associated in any way with Red Bull to win some kind of a race last year. Yes. Boom. Boy, that took a lot out of me. Yeah, that, that <laughs> took us way longer than it should have. Thank you guys for this episode of the Waterboy Experience. And I didn't get to say my line, you fucking dickhead. We'll say it. Uh, no, I, I can't say it anymore. You ruined the moment. I signed this out, white boy. Oh, fuck up. Second and goal, just outside the 10. Hart, dips it in, and it's Wallaby, spins into the end zone for the touchdown.